Jesus, not in here either. It's down here. Not where? Hey, man. Hey, morning. Ready for the new series, Transformers Animated? No more converting. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Uh, have you seen the creepy glue? No. Why? Oh, the brakes in my car are starting to go, and I thought I could. Uh, back you, Fex. Herman. That's right. Voltron was a bust, so I'm banking on even more cocaine than ever. I'm unstoppable. What happened? A piano fell on him. Indoors, somehow. Oh my god, Herman! He, he's dead! He's really dead! He came back just for us, and now his wife is a widow, and Oh, his... hey, I found the creepy glue. Oh, great, great. Uh, dibs on his shoes. Autobots, transform! <laughs> Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode one of season one of Transformers Animated. It is Transform and Rollout Part One. This episode was written by Marty Eisenberg, who's going to write the next three episodes, this part one, two, and three. Mm. Uh, and if you may not know the name, but if you watched TV at all as a kid in the 90s, the 2000s, or the 2010s, you have watched his work. He wrote for everything <laughs> and the last time on transformers animated nothing happened because this is the first episode of a brand new series but let's take a minute paul and talk about the cast mm. uh i don't have a lot it's to a good say. One. yeah it, it is a very good one i don't have a lot to say about most of them uh david k is optimus prime he's pretty good as a young optimus yeah. jeff bennett benet is Benet-y. proud bumper robinson which is bumblebee which is a great name for an actor playing Bumble. I am Bumper Robinson. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I'm Bumblebee. Like uh, Scooter Tidwell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, this is the name. Corey Burton's back, baby. Yep. They brought out one of the big guns. He's got cred. Yeah, oh yeah. He plays Ratchet and Megatron. Later he comes in his shockwave. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and he's also going to be a VO, VO uh at the beginning. Uh, but then we got uh, Bill Fagerbake, Fagerback. I probably got that name wrong. He's Bulkhead. Tara Strong is Sari Sumdak. And Tom Kenny, who you will know as the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants, is Starscream and Professor Isaac Sundak, Sumdak. And I don't know how I feel about a white guy doing an Indo American voice. Yeah. It's, it's cringy. Mm hmm. But anyway. It's, it, it's there. So yeah, we'll just put a little asterisk beside that, as, as we have mentioned before for this. Uh, Sort of situation. But this is like, this is a series that came out in 2015, I think. So it's like, come on, guys. Anyway, let's get into the episode, Paul, because it starts off really cool. Well, it yeah, it starts off with footage from G1, but you can tell like they're watching like a video, I guess. And mm-hmm. like it's, uh, I think it's uh, More Than Meets the Eye Part 1 footage from that and uh, footage from Wardon, I think. But just shows all like the, the big Omega Supreme kind of robots and things. And you get the voiceover guy going like millions of years ago and we were fighting and the valiant Autobots did this and the evil Decepticons did that. And- yeah, what we get from it is that the great Cybertronium Wars are done. We're now at peace. We don't hear from the Decepticons forever. Uh, and like you said, the screen is... You see that we're on, it looks like it's old, an old like cathode projector screen because it's got the lines <laughs> on it. It's it's not a flat screen. Anyway, uh, but then we cut to a young Optimus Prime and the animation style shifts dramatically. Oh, yes. Obviously. Um, it's very stylized. Uh, but we shift to a young Optimus watching these videos and 
This is very prime ratchet. Just walks in and goes, ah, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you wasting your time with them old hey, history? Oh, oh, hey, Lou. I heard Herman died again. Yeah. Ah, Jesus. Uh, don't worry, fellas. Uh, I know a guy. Yeah, we don't need anybody, Lou. We're we're good. We're good. Sorry, fellas. Can't hear you. Oh, for fuck's sake. <sighs> anyway, yeah. Uh, Ratchet uh, is telling Optimus, hey, don't be watching those videos. You got more important things to deal with. And that is who we find out is going to be uh, Bulkhead and Bumblebee. But they're out on an asteroid in, in heaven's zany hijinks. <laughs> yeah, Bulkhead's hanging from his wrecking ball. I guess it has a string on this show. Uh, so, yeah, they're on their way outside, and Prime asks if Ratchet ever gets the feeling he was meant for more than repairing space bridges. And Ratchet's like, yeah, you know, I have a program that'll delete that feeling like a bad line of code. Like, it's, it's his way of saying, yeah, we can beat that idea. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you want to get high? <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, they transform rollout, and then we cut to uh, Bumblebee and Bulkhead. And like you said, Bulkhead's hanging, and Bumblebee jumps up to the cliff he's hanging off of. And Jesus! That's a delivery truck. All right, fellas, sign here. Who are you? Oh, with the questions already. I got your prowls, your bulkhead, bunker bees, uh, your ratchet set. It's your Optimus Prime there. Just sign. What, what, are you just dropping them off? Look, I got 14 crates of Bosco's onions. I got to get up to the deli on third. I got nine drums of acetone. I got to get to the Happy Times Kindergarten. I'm 42nd. Acetone? Sign here. <laughs> That's is that okay, those guys? Uh, all right, so Prime and Ratchet they get there, and Bumblebee uh, they ask what's the problem, and Bumblebee's like, well, in technical terms, these big honking rocks are blocking the space bridge. So, <laughs> okay, that's the problem. But don't worry, Paul. Optimus has a motivational speech, and he gives us like, hey, let's all chip in together, and and we'll hit it. He has a pretty cool axe. I'll give him that. We'll chip away at the rocks, and then all of a sudden, where he's like, Bumblebee, you can help, and Bulkhead, you can Ratchet, hey, everybody, prowl. Prowl, and then Prowl shows up. Yeah, Boomerang just flies in and smashes a rock and then flies back because that's how boomerangs work when they hit something. And yet, <laughs> yeah. here's Prowl. He's the, the tall, skinny, smart-ass one, I guess. He's the moody one. <laughs> the, the brooding one. Yeah. Nobody understands him. <laughs> and Ratchet's like, oh, the kids these days, you can't even melt them down for spare parts. And... <laughs> Bumblebee says something. He's like, I might be old, but I can still hear. <laughs> they are doing a really good job right away at being like, okay, Bulkhead's big and dumb. Bumblebee's the smart ass. Prowl's the moody one. Optimus dreams of greater things. And Ratchet's the old guard. And then Optimus, dreaming of greater things, he gives a speech about how we're all part of the, the Autobot machine. I don't know why I'm doing this voice for Optimus, but it seems kind of appropriate at this point in the story. And uh, like, we all, we're all cogs in the great machine. And then the gate behind him explodes. Yeah, and the Autobots just go flying, and then Optimus goes into battle mode, I guess. Like, yeah. the, his mask closes, and, like, he grappling hooks an asteroid and swings around all fancy crazy and, like, gets the others to safety. And then, with his axe, like, the handle extends, and he pole vaults with that and, like, hits the controls for the space bridge, and that shuts it down. Also, I want to point out that the axe has a booster on the back of it. So there's yes. times where he'll swing it, it kicks in, and just shatters these rocks. It's like it, the rocket-powered sledgehammer things you get in Fallout. Remember it, that? Very much, very much yeah, so. Fallout 4, uh, yeah. So once everybody's in the ground, they're... I think Bulkhead's just got his jaw hanging out, and they're like, where the hell did you learn how to do that? Prowl just closes his jaw for him, and Prime doesn't answer them, but uh, something starts glowing, so... 
Prime starts prying the rocks away, and then he clears away more with his axe, and it's a glowing blue box. Right away, Ratchet's like, get rid of that, throw it through the <laughs> sp- back through the space bridge, or bury it, or just get rid of it. And no sooner does he say that than Teletran 1, nice to see Teletran 1 show up, um, alerts them of an approaching Decepticon ship. And Prime's like, but the Decepticons were destroyed centuries ago. And Ratchet's like, no, 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 they were defeated, not destroyed. Now load that thing up and let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, suddenly he wants to keep this thing. And they're like, hey, what, what's with that? He's like, no, no time, just get on the ship. And on the ship, he tells them, this is the AllSpark. Yeah, and he explains that they sent it through a space bridge to the ends of the universe where nobody would ever find the thing and now it's back because it found them. Ooh, and now the Decepticons found them because when they take off, the Decepticons start following and this is where the story started getting really good. Like, I really like seeing into the military structure of the Autobots because as they're being chased, Optimus is like, call Cybertron Command, and everybody in the ship is like, I don't think they're going to listen to you. Nope, but you're going straight to the top, I guess, and some guy named Sentinel answers the phone, and he wants to know why a third-rate rockbuster deserves Ultra Magnus' attention, but then Prime just, like, show or display visuals, cargo hold, and Sentinel just kind of looks at it for a second, and he's like... I'll get Ultra Magnus. Yeah. So is this Sentinel Prime? Is this there? Because like we should mention, this is Transformers. These are characters we know and love, but this is a complete reimagining. It isn't later than G1 or before G1. It's a different timeline, I guess. So in their timeline in this universe is... That Sentinel Prime? Possibly. I think he's. that's what they call him in um, some of the websites. Okay, there you go. Uh, but yeah, they, he puts him through to Ultra Magnus, and Ultra Magnus is very dismissive. But he's like, don't worry, we're sending a strike force. And Optimus, he does call him Prime, though, which I yeah. thought was odd. So I guess Prime isn't a title in this universe but he says hey prime don't try to do anything heroic it's not your style yeah it's not in your programming yeah, yeah and the decepticons says. are getting closer so prime orders them to change course to the nearest space bridge but too late here's the decepticon ship and commercial break and when we come back you see how big this ship is and it's fucking oh, it's huge. massive oh it's ginormous optimus recognizes it from all of history vids as a command ship and ratchet means or Ratchet says that can only mean one thing. This is Megatron. Yeah, Bumblebee's got some line. He's like, you mean eats other GoBots for breakfast, Megatron? GoBots. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't escape it. Oh, no. Anyway, we go on to the, the command ship. Um, and there we meet uh, Starscream, Lugnut, Black Arachnia, and Blitzwing. And there's Joebots. Fucking Christ. You guys couldn't have put all them Autobots and Decepticons in one order. Now I'm set to get stuck in fucking traffic before I even hit the Lacazza Turnpike. What's the Lacazza Sign tur- here. All right. Bye. So anyway, uh, the Decepticons bicker like typical Decepticons, I would say. Pretty much, yeah. And we kind of... See the oh, political maneuvering, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Like uh, Starscream thinks Megatron is a fool. There's no way all, the AllSpark is on that little pissant ship. And then Lugnut's like, how dare you call our leader a fool? And then Black Arachne is like, you're a friggin' idiot. You know that. And then Blitzwing is kind of like Manny Faces from He-Man, except I think Manny Faces was a good guy. But uh, it, like one head's just kind of normal. The other one's like super evil. And the other one is just fucking nuts. And they're all a lot to take. He is... <laughs> 
annoying. Like from the very beginning, he's annoying. Uh, anyway, they, yeah, there, there's, and I guess Lugnut is the only, I'm sure some dear listener will tell me, Lugnut's back, which really was in an episode of Prime in the background. But I, I think <laughs> Lugnut is new. I think so too, yeah. I don't remember him. And also, Black Arachnia is, um, oh, you told me the actor's voice before yeah, we got on. What's it's her name? Cr- it's Cree Summer. Cree Summer uh, there. She, yeah, she was uh, Foxy on Drawn Together, but also going way, way back, she was Penny on Inspector Gadget. So people listening to this show from the age of 30 to 45 have had a crush on this woman at some point in their youth. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're bickering back and forth until the door opens and Megatron comes in and he is very reminiscent of Prime Megatron. Mm-hmm. Big guy. Huge guy. Very few words. He lifts, he lifts, and he does his, his pecs lifts and his squat thrusts. Anyway, uh, he sees the Autobot ship. Starscream immediately switches where he's like, oh, there is a great source of power. Maybe it could be the Allspark. Why don't I go get it? And Megatron's like, fuck you. I Something, yeah, something, four million years. You think that gullible? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, uh, shoot the ship wound it or or cripple it but don't destroy it so they attempt to do that and on the ship optimus just grabs the controls and takes the fuck off well yeah prime orders evasive maneuvers and then tries to activate some defense program but it's been disabled in cybertron's efforts to save energon (laughs) so he activates the he, he takes manual control of the ship yeah he pilots it into an asteroid field i guess to you know make it harder for the big ship to chase them um and then back on the big decepticon command ship black arachnia finds what could only be the allspark signal and uh star though this is when starscream offers to retrieve it but uh megatron says like fuck you he turns into his jet and starts he exits the command ship and starts flying after the autobots but just before he leaves before he transforms it feels so good to say transforms again starscream follows him down this tunnel and he's like patting him on the back and he's like he's like what do you want now starscream's like oh just wish you well but he's sticking a bomb onto his back yes and then when he gets to the autobot ship this is a great bit where inside the ship they see him coming up behind him and then he zips over them but he doesn't come out the front and everything's quiet and they're like is he gone and then boom he is standing on top of the ship firing point blank directly into the hull yep he's coming in and optimus orders them to f- fix this and man that and get to battle stations and bumblebee reminds him we're repair bots and optimus is like well consider this your promotion <laughs> yeah yeah uh, your, just your as, upgrade i think he says yeah, yeah. And just as everything's going to shit that bomb on megatron's back explodes the autobot ship starts careening off course and there's a Quick little shot of uh, Starscream standing on the uh, deck of the command ship going, yes! <gasps> okay, look solemn, look solemn, look sad, and then he <laughs> walks off. <laughs> uh, Teletram 1 starts sealing hull breaches, and they're about to hit a giant asteroid, but the yeah, Optimus, again, with the manual controls, he flies over that, and lo and behold, there's a space bridge up ahead. Yeah, and I don't know how... It feels like Starscream didn't see this, even though he was looking right at it, but suddenly on the ship, the Allspark lights up, powers up shoots a beam of energy i guess and turns on the space bridge yeah and the autobot ship flies through it and then the space bridge explodes yeah this was the other starscream i'm the only other starscream bit i'm i'm assuming he comes back somehow because he's standing on the bridge going oh it's in the solemn sorry it's in the solemn moment that i would like to accept (laughs) command and we should all move on and then he turns around and they've all left i missed that (laughs) (laughs) they've all left and then he turns around 
and kaboom, the Decepticon command ship gets wiped out. And now we go to Earth, and the Autobot ship appears above the moon's surface, and Optimus seems okay, but nobody else answers him when he calls out to them. That's because Megatron is standing right behind him, and holy fuck, he is big. Way bigger than Optimus, and his right arm is missing from the elbow down, but he just grabs Prime with the left and slams him against the wall, and he just says, The Allspark. Where is it? Yeah, to put it into reference for the 80s kids, Megatron is Mike Tyson and Optimus is Lil Mac. <laughs> but Optimus, he, he says to everybody else, um, hey, concentrated attack, concentrated attack. Oh, no, sorry. He turns off the gravity. Clever move. Ratchet even compliments him for it. And then he's like, concentrated attack, everybody. And then Prowl's got to be moody. Yeah, Prime is trying to get them, you know, wait for the signal, wait for until I give you the order. But Prowl attacks anyway. But oh, wait, that was a hologram. So he's going to be... The hologram guy in this one. He's the hologram guy uh, in this episode. There's always one. Then it just gets sloppy. Like Bulkhead bumps into Optimus. Um, Ratchet hits somebody. It, it's absolute mayhem. And in all that mayhem, Megatron hits the controls. The ship lurches forward. Everybody gets slammed in the back. And as soon as Optimus tries to sit up, boom, there's a foot on his chest. And Megatron says, tell me where the AllSpark is and I might let you live commercial break. Mm -hmm. And when we come back, Megatron swings down with the sword. And I guess we're not playing Fire Emblem because Optimus blocks it with his axe. And uh, Megatron, that's a really obscure one there. Megatron notices the AllSpark. And when he looks away, like when he looks at it, Optimus activates the pole pole vault button, I guess, on his axe, and the <laughs> yeah. handle extends out and hits a switch across the room that opens the docking tunnel. Yeah, this axe feels very James Bondy at times. Like, this, it's going to have a lot of gadgets in it, I guess. But I do also want to say, Optimus is very clever. You Like, he's written as a character who knows strategy, mm. because this works. He opens the airlock and basically kicks Megatron out, who burns up in the atmosphere. Well, it certainly looks like it, and it definitely sounds like he's burning up. And now we go down to the town of Pawpaw in a barn with all these telescopes and satellite dishes sticking out of it. And there's Which is a, a real town, by the way, Pawpaw, Michigan. Okay. All right. I figured they had to call it something. But there's a guy sitting in his uh, workshop, I guess, working on a robot arm. Yeah. And he hears the big kaboom outside. He runs out with his flashlight and finds Megatron's head in a crater. And as he's staring at it, he doesn't notice, un the, well, the Autobot ship, but another fiery streak in the sky, zip overhead. Yep. And inside that ship, Optimus orders the Autobots into their stasis pods, and he'll join them as soon as he diverts this ship away from this populated center they're about to hit, which I'm guessing is Detroit. Yeah, it, it, I was going to say, it is Detroit. They're going to go into Lake Erie. Uh, however, this is the... The entire series is going to be based on what happens here, which is that they're all going to go into suspension or hypersleep or whatever for 50 years. But why? Yes, exactly. They're just going to, the ship's going to crash. It's not like, the, like in G1, they get knocked out and everything goes to hell. In this one, for no real reason, they all decide to go into 50 years of stasis. But they do. And then the ship sinks to the bottom of the sea and 50 years later some guy with us i wrote it down as a south asian accent is telling us about detroit in the early 20th century about how it made automobiles and now it makes automatons not automobiles we're seeing a a, a new renaissance for detroit and this whole voiceover comes down to uh, professor isaac sumdak who is played by 
Tom Kenny, who is a white guy who just, he, he, here's the thing. Tom Kenny was also the voice of Trevor and Kenny. Um, in, oh, uh, Skids and Mudflap, you mean? We called them Trevor and uh, Trevor and Corey. And Corey, Trevor and Corey from, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, from the Revenge of the Fallen. Not the last one we did, but the Revenge of the Fallen. Anyway, in this whole voiceover, uh, he's basically given a bunch of school kids a tour of his lab, and his daughter runs up and... I, she she's the new Miko, right? Pretty much, yeah. And she, it's this girl, very obviously voiced by Tara Strong. Yeah. Uh, she comes out chasing after her robotic dog because the dog is chewing on her key. Yeah, she she even has that bit where, like, unprompted, she just blows a bubble and it pops in her face. She yanks it off and chews it again. She's just like, yeah. she's the... They're all like, ew. Yeah, <laughs> if, if a, a, a seven, a eight, I don't know how old she is, year old, can be an edgelord, that's what she's doing. Like, <laughs> Look at me. But yeah, Dr. Sumdak, he sends her back to her studies with her tutor bot. And he says, today we're going to talk about. Has her dragged away by a robot. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Let's just point out. And on with the tour. Here they're working on nanobots to fight diseases. Yeah. And I guess they're injecting it into a cockroach. Well, yeah, this guy just pours a purple liquid next to a some kind of bug that gets absorbed into it through one of its legs. And I can assume that nanobots could be, you know, transmitted through a liquid. But yeah, it goes into this thing which starts to grow and it just starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger. It breaks out of its little jar in the lab. Everybody starts to worry. And then it starts to absorb other physical objects and enlarge. It's the blob, basically. Yeah. And the doctor tells the kids, do not worry, children. These happy accidents lead to discovery. And then it breaks through the glass and comes at him. And they just have to beat the devil out of it. We're out repairing space bridges, are we? Well, looks like this one doesn't need any repairs. Just a little landscaping work to get those pesky rocks out of the way. Like you wouldn't want someone to come sailing through the space bridge and then immediately smash into a rock. Except they're probably going to smash into a rock anyway, a much larger rock, because this thing is in the middle of an asteroid field. In the middle of nowhere. Why'd they put it there in the first place? Unless your destination is this asteroid field in the middle of nowhere. Maybe you study asteroids. Maybe you need a place to bury a body. Doesn't matter. Why would you need the space bridge to get there? The Autobots flew to it to fix it. They had to come from somewhere, probably Cybertron or the nearest working space bridge, and they weren't complaining about how long it took to get there. Just shut this one down. Put a sheet of plywood over it. Hang it out of order sign. Next space bridge, three parsecs, that way. Or are these things like Christmas lights? If one burns out, then... And here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. But the first episode of TFNPS Animated, the next episode Paul and I are going to review is Transform and Rollout Part 2. That's how these things work. Yep. Uh, if you want to see two of something, uh, <laughs> use this joke a thousand times. Uh, you can find Paul and I on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. He's at P McPherson one Yeah, make sure you rate and review the show on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with. And tell all your friends, tell more than two. I've used that one before, too. And... Uh, yeah, tell more than two. Tell everybody you know. <laughs> tell more than three this time. Yes. Uh, you can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming! See you later. Oh, the kids these days, you can't even melt them down for spare parts.